Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Oh, you guys. (sighs) Well, are you guys exercisers? My mom, she is the fitness queen. Our last name used to be, or my maiden name was Green, and they used to call her Paige Green, the aerobics queen, right? She's retired now, but she was like, Man, she was the workout lady in town, like hip hop classes, weightlifting, pump classes. And I mean, she and her girlfriends, they would run on Saturdays, like no matter the weather. (laughs) Uh, I remember her coming home with her eyelashes, like caked with frost. (sighs) One day, one of my brothers actually brought home one of his girlfriends to meet our mom. And his girlfriend said like, Aaron, you told me your mom was buff but you didn't tell me your mom was like, kick your ass buff. (laughs) And it was true. My mom was like super fit, super buffed. And now she's in her like early 70s. And while she's not like kick your ass buff anymore, she's still like totally fit. My husband, Eric, he's a runner, not like a crazy fast sprinter or anything, but he is a long distance runner, marathons, triathlons, And his favorite distance, you guys, is a half marathon. I mean, he hardly even has to train to run a half marathon. Some people train their whole lives to run that race. To him, it's like, hey, that's my easy race. I love it. Half marathon, 13.1 miles. That's crazy to me. (sighs) He runs half marathons for fun. (laughs) In fact, last weekend... He was trotting along in a race with, he has his running buddy and his running buddy is named Willie and they run together and it's a great friendship. Anyway, after the race, I went in search of a booth where they could have water for him. If you've ever been to a a race, like a professional race at the finish line, they'll have a ton of booths and vendors and they give out bottles of water and they give out whatever energy drinks or Gatorades they're trying to uh, you know, get you to be a fan of. Anyway, after the race, um, uh, they were kind of cooling off and I went in search of a booth that had water for him because at this particular race, there were a ton of tables and booths at the finish line that had like alcohol, like beer. And they even had like, um, I don't know, some shots of different kind of alcohol. But anyway, I'm like, yuck, after running a half marathon, that is the last thing that I would want is a beer. Anyway, and he was, you know, like, you know, kind of uh, tired because he had just, you know, freaking run 13 miles, 13.1 miles. And so uh, anyway, I said, well, you know, let me let me go look. And so I went and was looking around at the different tables trying to you know, find this water for him. And he said, Oh, well, just let me come with you. And so I stepped out ahead of him. Anyway, he came after me. And as he had come after me, he was hearing because the race, you know, had ended, and they were calling out the winners, the winner circle, you know, this person in this division, they were, you know, first, second, third, and in this division, first, second, third. And as he's walking up to me, they called his name. (laughs) In his division, he won third place, which was like he had not set out to win. He had just set out to have fun. As I said, this is like his, his fun was running a half marathon. I mean, to each their own, you know what I mean? But he was like, 
that's me. That's my name. So off he goes to the winner's circle and he gets, you know, this pint glass. And I mean, he was like totally stoked and flabbergasted that he had won. And he gets to, you know, take his picture in the winner's circle with his medal and, you know, this pint glass that says winner's circle. I mean, so cool. And then there's me. (laughs) You guys, if you're an exerciser and you're a runner out there, my hat is off to you. Um, my whole life, I just have never been an athlete. That's just not how I was made. I've never been into sports. I don't like watching them. It's just, it just doesn't spark my fancy. You know, I was a dancer. I still am a dancer. I mean, I love to dance. I've taken jazz and ballet and tap and hula belly dancing. I mean, on and on. I've taken all kinds of dance and um and i was even a cheerleader which again is a form of dance and then i was also on the dance team like that's my kind of exercise but sports <laughs> nah that ain't your girl and running ugh, i have tried you guys like i see people who are these you know runners and they've got this you know super sleek bodies and you know and i think that's it i i want to be a runner and i have tried oh my gosh i've hired trainers. I've had training apps that have tried to make me a runner, make me something that I'm not, right? This super fit gazelle of a of a runner. Anyway, I mean, I have pushed myself to the point of like getting sick in the bushes. Like, I don't know. I have never been able to run distances. I don't know why. Um, Are any of you like that? <laughs> Can anybody out there relate? Hey, Am I the only one? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people that are like that. And if you're listening, hey, what's up? You know, high five. Anyway, I mean, Eric can like totally couch potato for for like the greater part of a year and then decide, you know what, I'm going to start running again and just go out for a short run and he runs six miles. Me, (laughs) I have to train for like an entire year using an app called Couch to 5K just to run a 5K. And by run, I don't even mean run. I mean, wog which is walking and jogging, you know? (sighs) Anyway, it's weird. I don't know. One time I was kind of lamenting to my dad about this. My dad, he also wasn't a runner, but he tried to run and, and, you know, he, he was fit, but he wasn't a runner either. And I was kind of lamenting like, oh, dad, you know, I wish that I was better, you know, at sports. And, you know, my dad, he was fit. I mean, the guy could walk on his hands and he could do, you know, a hundred pushups, no big deal. He was a killer surfer and um, a totally sick tennis player too. But one time I told him that I was bummed that I wasn't more athletic. And he said, Oh, Sarah, us greens, we're built for comfort, not for speed. (laughs) And comfort, that's a good thing. And it was like, Oh, okay, dad. Are you saying that I'm chubby? I'm built for comfort, not for speed. But you know what? He was true. And being comforting and being a person that people come to for comfort, that ain't all, that ain't nothing to shake a stick at. You know what I mean? Man, I miss that guy. Anyway, I've resigned myself to be active, but man, I don't, I I have to stop comparing myself to others. These people, you know, who are the lean runner type and 
<sighs> With that being said, I keep trying. Anyway, stupidly, <laughs> in a few weeks, I actually signed up for another 5K race. <laughs> Why? Uh, not because I uh, think that I'm a runner. No, I've given that. That ship has sailed, you guys. Anyway, the reason why, to be honest, is because I wanted the t-shirt. And the t-shirt was so cute, you guys. It's got flowers and a VW bus. And man, you know I needed that. You know that your girl needed that. That is for me. Anyway, so my girlfriend, Bo, she graciously offered to do it with me. Um, and uh, But I assured her, listen, girl, there ain't going to be no actual running. <laughs> so anyway, we're just going to walk the race, walk the race so that we can get the t-shirt. But anyway, have any of you guys ever actually like signed up for a, a race, like a professional race? There's all these like steps that you have to do when you sign up, you pay your money. And then like the day before the race, you have to go down for what's called packet pickup. And your name is attached to a packet and usually get your t-shirt. Yay, that's why I'm doing this is for the t-shirt and the metal with the VW bus on it. But also you get like your number and you, um, there's usually some swag that they're giving out and there's all these companies that, you know, want you to, you know, buy whatever their product is. And so they'll, you know, put a little keychain in and get a chapstick or whatever, little hat or something like that, right? Or a coupon to go to this restaurant, whatever. Anyway, packet pickup is usually the day before. And that's where you get your timing chip. And if you don't know, if you haven't run like a professional race, the timing chip, so usually in the shoot or, you know, the area where people are like the, the starting line, you know, it's it's not like there's like you see in the Olympics or something where you've got, you know, five or six people and they're all on the starting line and they're all running together and the person next to you, oh God, I got to beat them and all this stuff. It's not like that. There's usually a bunch of different distances and people start at different times. And in the shoot itself, there's people who are starting before you and people that are starting after you. And so to keep it fair, to keep it fair, they put a timing chip on you. And the minute you step over that plate, your timing chip, it's been activated. And then when you cross the finish line, the chip records that and the clock is stopped. It doesn't matter how many people are around you or ahead of you or behind you. You don't know what races that they're running or distance or age or, you know, where in the shoot they were positioned, but each person is running their own race, essentially. Anyway, I got to thinking about this and I thought, <laughs> I mean, this is what life is like, right? We don't know the person next to us, what race they're running. And in several places in the Bible, there's reference to our days being numbered, that each of us have an internal timing chip, essentially, God ordained, that the minute we step over that timing plate into this life, when we take our first breath and that clock starts, no amount of organic food or worry or anything will add to it. Like Jesus says that who can add a single hour to your life by worrying? I mean, he was, it was a rhetorical question. The answer is you can't. You can't worry another hour or another minute. You can't add to your life. You have a number of days that have been allotted. And we're all given so many days to run our race. I believe we all have unique gifts, you guys, roles to play in this life, roles that are for the kingdom of heaven. In Revelation chapter 20, it says that we'll stand before the great throne and we will give an account for our lives. 
every moment, every decision? What will you say when that book is opened about your life? Are you living to your full God-called purpose? Are you running your race to the full potential, you guys? I mean, I hope you're not wasting your days here. I hope I'm not either. That wise King Solomon, he said at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, he said, the conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments. But this applies to every person for God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether good or evil. And then the Apostle Paul says in Romans that they will render to each person according to his deeds. Each person is responsible before God, me and you. The Apostle Paul went on to say that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. Every mouth, every soul of man who does evil and everyone who does good, they will all be involved. There will be no exceptions. For every responsible person will stand before him, the God of the universe. To me, that's sobering to know that we have been tasked with unique callings and that we've only been allotted so much time to accomplish them. That gives me like, whoa, a sense of urgency that we are going to give an account for what we did with the time that we were given from the time that our foot stepped over that timing chip until the time we head through that finish line, then we have to answer for what we did with that time that we were given and the tasks with which we were called to do. I may not be an athlete in the physical sense. I am definitely not a runner. (laughs) But I am striving, you guys, to run the race of life in a way that'll bring glory to and point the way to the kingdom of God. I hope I've done that for you. And whatever your calling and task is, I hope that you are doing that for the glory of God too. You guys, I have had so many people that I have loved who have crossed over. And maybe you have also known people that you dearly love who loved the Lord and who are now in glory. And you're waiting for the day that you'll someday see them again and be reunited with them. But in Hebrews chapter 12, It says that those people who have already run their race, those people whose timing chip has already been counted, it says that they are essentially your cheering section. Have you ever cheered on someone that you love while they run? (sighs) I have a lot. (laughs) Eric and his many races. I've stood in freezing cold and also in blazing heat with signs that say encouraging things and you know, waving the cowbells and, you know, hours of waiting and sometimes even worrying when long events take longer than they should. And I, you know, you're worrying, do they get injured on the trail or something? Anyway, I imagine that those I love on the other side, that they're holding signs for me, (laughs) that they're clapping and jangling their spiritual cowbells, you know, and Hebrews shows us that If we could only see what is just beyond the veil that, you guys, we would run balls to the wall, hair on fire, that we would cast off every weight, running the race to win, not just race walking for a t-shirt, but that we would go full out, full tilt, 
Listen to this, you guys. I'm going to read you out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, those are people who have died in Christ, their souls, they're cheering us on. There's a huge crowd, like like the biggest race you could possibly imagine, and they are screaming your name, go, go, go. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Verse 2 says that we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy that awaited him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. You guys, when Jesus was dying up on that cross, he wasn't in a soft, comfy bed dying. He was naked in front of all of these people in a totally humiliating way, dying the way that a criminal would be put to death. He endured that humiliation because he knew the joy that was awaiting him. It says that now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people, and then you won't be weary and give up. It says for us to think of Jesus, God himself be made flesh, come here to humble himself, and that he endured that because of the joy he knew. Jesus knew. Jesus ran his race, and he knew what was awaiting him, the joy. He knew what was awaiting us, you guys. And for that joy, he endured that. And we are supposed to think about that. We're supposed to think about Jesus endured that because there's something so amazing waiting for us. There are so many people waiting for us and cheering for us. And we're supposed to think about that, you guys, so that we won't become weary and we won't give up. You guys, you have a cheering section on the other side. I don't know how many people are in that crowd, but someday you will, and someday I'll know. And if we knew now, man, we would cast off every weight and we would run like crazy. We would do what we are called to do. If you could see your cheering section, you guys, oh, if you could see it, you would give it all right now for the King. No compromise, no fear of rejection, no fear of your reputation. You would put it all on the line. Now is the time, you guys. Now is the time. And I am so stoked. Me, Sarah, (laughs) the non-runner, Sarah, who was built for comfort, not for speed. (laughs) I am so stoked to be running alongside of you. And you guys... I don't know if you can hear my cowbells, jingle, 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 but I am cheering for you. Until next week, you guys, I want you to keep on that runner's high. I love you guys. Peace. Hey. 
Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.